0: We'll be To adaptivist live the atlassian ecosystem podcast this week news from atlassian including big news for jira and confluence and a review of some wonderful content up on the atlassian blog i'm ryan spilken and i'm joined today by matthew stubblefield and brenda Burl. matthew brenda
1: hello good to be with you ryan
0: howdy always a pleasure to see you so i promised big news in the for users of Jira and Confluence, and let's start with Confluence. Confluence six point nine, released notes dated May eighth. You'll be able to find a link to this article in the SoundCloud description. So much stuff to be excited about, right? First of all, the the ellipses menu for saving. Who who doesn't love more options? Who
1: doesn't love ellipses? I love I ellipses. personally
2: love ellipses. We got rid I, of the word.
1: It's dots everywhere. <laughs> but really, you put those three
0: dots together and magic happens. Magic like being able to preview your page before you commit it. Oh my goodness.
1: Magic like a unicorn emoji. Right?
0: Oh, it's it's maybe even more magical than the unicorn emoji. And for for um calendar fanatics, I think the big the big thing here, team calendar improvement, massive.
2: Well, and, and I definitely think so. Um I mean calendars are important and None of the teams I work on use team calendars, even though we have team calendars on our Confluence instance, because it's just another place we have to put stuff in. So if those can sync up, fantastic. Um, I think that's a big step in in fostering adoption for team calendars, because, you know, obviously, if it's not a, another step that you have to go through to get information into it, it's, it's just going to make things that much more helpful.
1: Yeah, for our listeners at home who haven't read the release notes, Ryan was telling me about this yesterday. He says, Hey, team calendars improvement. He has CalDAV now. And I went, Oh, okay, that's cool. I don't, I don't actually know what Caldav is. But sure, okay, I'm happy about that. And then I go out and read it and I see, oh my God, I could create things in team calendars from my regular calendar. It will push those updates in. And my team actually does use team calendars a lot. Like we uh, you know, Ryan and Renee and Crystal on my team, they all deliver at lasting university training. Our team calendar says who's delivering which training. It says when we're going to an AUG, when we are out of town or on holiday, like everything lives on the team calendar. And being able to sync that and push things to it, that's going to be super nice.
0: I'm going to go ahead and just put this out there. I think that maybe this opens the door to deeper automation capabilities in Confluence mm-hmm. and in Tajira. If we have a more stable way to get in and out of the calendar functions, maybe we can automate some neat stuff. Issue creation, page review notes, etc., can be automated to mm-hmm. say, oh, it's gonna hit on this date. Well, it drops on the calendar.
1: Yeah, now that we can push stuff to it through CalDav, I think that does open up a lot of possibilities. I also like how before we started this recording, Ryan was like, okay, I'm going to go through the agenda in order, and, and I'm going to do it, and if I can't, then in the future, we're going to make a special sound to make fun of me for not going through it in order, and so far, we've skipped two. We've <laughs> talked about two. <one. laughs> no, we skipped one. We skipped the
0: Sun so News and on Jura was- 710, and I don't even know how that happened.
2: You, uh-huh. you skipped the very first thing on the agenda. Item one. Item one. Matthew like the worst, and the and The cert.
1: worst podcast host ever. Oh, my
0: God. I'm fired. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing it in my tabs and not on the Trello board, which
1: was my mm-hmm. mistake because I didn't open mm-hmm. a tab. Likely excuse. Here's the problem. Here's the problem. <laughs> <is listening. laughs>
0: you suck. And... <laughs>
1: The problem is the lack of Jira tickets on our team calendars for the podcast. That's probably what we needed. So we're pumped about team calendars. And upon reflecting on our calendars, we
0: realized that in the last recording of the podcast, Matthew Stubble we we committed Matthew Stubblefield to some daring acts of human trick. Um, And
1: I was so bold two weeks ago. Yeah, I was super confident two weeks ago.
0: You get that test on your calendar? (laughs)
1: <laughs> so we started planning this podcast uh, a few days ago and we, we would use Trello to plan it. And I looked at the Trello board and went, Oh shit, you guys, I was supposed to take a certification exam. Uh, so for our listeners, I deeply apologize. Um, I have no news on the Atlassian Jira project administration cert. I have not looked at the study materials. Um, uh, and and I'm not one who believes in excuses. I don't want to just give you an excuse. Uh, but that said, uh, you know we we've been a wee bit busy. Uh, my team we we are actually writing a, a portfolio for Jira course at the moment. We'll have that out in just a few weeks. I'm super excited about it. it's going well. Um, and I'm also headed to Toronto in a few days. Uh, going to meet with some customers. Go to the user group meeting. So I'm really excited about that. And with all of these things plus GDPR plus a bunch of other stuff going through my head, I completely forgot. But Worry not. It is now on my calendar. And uh, if I recall correctly, I have it down for May 31st. So (laughs) it's a couple more weeks, but it will happen this month. I will study. I will take the exam. I'll let you all know after the 31st, whenever our next podcast is after that.
2: Do any of us actually know how to calendar? Tune in next week.
0: Well, I'll tell you what. I think I think that for Matthew, your punishment for not getting it done in the allotted two weeks is going to be we're going to add another ridiculous challenge on top of it. Um, mm. But unfortunately, we're going to run out of ones in the Atlassian space. So I think your next assignment is to become a wine sommelier.
1: You have three mm. weeks. How much wine do I need to drink while taking the certification exam? So much wine. <laughs>
0: There's some interesting changes coming up in Jira Software Data Center's version 7.10. Um, and Matthew pointed out the first thing, native archiving.
1: Yeah, this is, this is a big deal. Um, for those of you who, who are Jira admins and you sometimes need to archive projects, whether they're a online or an offline archive, um, the process is kind of painful right now. It's either taking a backup or creating a separate server. It's a copy of your current server, and then deleting the stuff off your current server and hoping for the best that like hoping that you don't have to restore it. Um, or you keep the project on your server, you set a blank permission scheme on it, you you know, just try to hide the issues. Maybe you create a project category. Uh, but Atlassian is adding some native archiving. You just check a box and it effectively does this for you. It's going to make archiving a lot easier, which has a big impact on your system performance when it comes to searching. Like that's the main reason we do this is so you're no longer searching this project. That's not active. Um, similarly, uh, any automations that you have related to that. So like listeners, things like that, um, presumably Atlassian's project archiving will uh, make it where the project's just not being looked at as much. And so that, that does help tremendously.
0: In the preview article, there it also says that the Jira Software Stride app is going to to be debuted in seven point ten. Brenda,
2: um, I was going to point out that um, my reading of this article is that this is this project archiving is going to be in data center for now, mm-hmm. data center only. I didn't read that as being part of server.
1: Oh, I was okay. That is that is an excellent point to note. So the the article that we're looking at. Which I will mention. Um, Ryan cannot link in the SoundCloud because, unfortunately, it's it's a little behind the scenes. It's a little, uh, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. It's a little, it's a little deep undercover. Just, it's not actually.
0: Should we just cut this whole segment and redo it? I don't. Uh,
1: no, no. I think uh-huh. it's fine.
0: Um, it's also noted that in the, in the forthcoming version of seven point ten that's coming for Jira server that the Stride app is integrated, and that's going to allow users to subscribe to Jira notifications in Stride. Is this just the beginning of the floodgates, guys?
2: I like to think so. I mean,
1: presumably. I do think it's interesting that um, this, this article explicitly states the Jira software Stride app. So will Jira core and Jira service desk notifications not work in Stride? Does it require Jira software? It's odd. Unfortunately, we can't link this article Inside the cloud because it's it's a, a partner blog post still behind the scenes but um, it'll be interesting to see as we talked about in our last podcast seven point ten should be out in just the next few weeks so i i guess we will find out then can't wait
0: we're on this improvement train this the the we can see clearly now the rain has gone and some new features are also rolling out to
1: Atlassian Cloud customers
0: some very useful these are a little smaller kind of
1: changes i was actually relieved at how small the changes were it feels like it's been a month or two of of kind of cataclysmic changes um so things like in Jira service desk you can now set a custom date range for your reports I
2: Oh, was that's very excited to see that one that's, that's very nice that, that is actually nice. one that i was like finally finally custom date um, ranges lovely
1: uh, let's start a week on. on a monday why why not in Jira software, you can now set Monday to be first day of your week, like the ISO standard, you know? Yeah. Um, so oh, that's, that's, that's no, yeah. You were right. You can interrupt me, Ryan. You can interrupt me. Oh, that's God. fine. You can be, just be wrong. Oh, you God. You be, be a wrong podcast host. That's okay. Um, yeah. You're the, fired the Jira
2: again, so- Ryan. <laughs>
1: um, having Monday as the first day of your week. Yeah. As part of the ISO standard, you can set that in cloud now. Um, it's one of those people who's been in servers since, like, who knows? Ten plus years, um, but it, it's it's in cloud, so that's nice. Free little change, delightful, very very yeah. pleasant. Now the bigger change, not so much a change, but this integration, uh, Ryan, that you noted between Jira Cloud and Workplace by Facebook.
0: It doesn't that see? Isn't that a little? Would you trust them with your business data with customers?
2: This this is my death stare, which none of our readers will be able to see. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I of our readers.
2: Readers, <laughs> listeners, whatever, whoever you are, all three of you.
0: Our viewers oh, you at people.
2: home. Please leave, Man. please edit that part out. I am so tired right no, now, guys. No
0: way, that's staying. We make that joke. We muse to make that joke <laughs> all the time.
2: To our listeners at home, you can't see me right now, but I am giving Ryan the death stare because I personally am not a huge fan of Workplace for Facebook. And and, and that's exactly why. Why would you give that information to Facebook? First and foremost, you know you can't force your team members to have a Facebook account. I wouldn't ask anybody to create a Facebook account that doesn't have one. Um, I feel like it's it just doesn't it's just not necessary that's my take on it
1: and well, like I get the value of a social network of some sort when it comes to work you know and and we often use collaborative features and confluence like this the ability to tag people and updates and share things and link things and whatnot. And, and, you know, HipChat extends that quite a bit, but um, in terms of products with a track record of protecting intellectual property, I, I just don't know that I want to link our Jira issues with like client information into Facebook. It, it seems like that's a, a real dangerous integration. So um, for those of you who use workplace by Facebook, maybe you want to come tell us why no judgment. We no. just we just like to ask, what, what are you you're doing,
0: man? What is in your head?
2: <laughs> as part of a very distributed team um, where I don't get to interact with many of my coworkers more, more than maybe once a year, Facebook is a really valuable tool for socializing.
1: Mm-hmm. And I
2: like to compartmentalize. I'm happy to have coworkers as friends on Facebook, but I don't want to go to Facebook to do work. I want to go to Facebook to see pictures of your cats and your kids and that sort of thing. I mean, we get those in hip chat too sometimes, but I that to me is a social outlet and I I wouldn't want to go there for work. And and again, with all the intellectual property issues around that, I just eh, it just feels skeezy to me.
1: My assumption is that you can be workplace by Facebook connected with coworkers without having to be friends. But it's it's something, something where I have always been very careful to not friend my employees, for instance, because there's a power imbalance there. I don't want people to feel like they have to accept it, so they have to share part of their personal life if they don't want to. Um, and there's always that danger when it comes to workplace. Or they're going to
0: they're gonna
1: have to like pictures of your dog, man. Yeah, I mean, they, they would. They would do that. would they? That's but,
2: why I like your photos, Matthew, is because I feel yeah. obligated to.
1: It's hard to not feel obligated to like the pictures of my cats. Yeah, I'll say. So, workplace by Facebook. We may not be fans, but maybe you are. Email us at learn at Just to share, and we can report back what we hear from you all. Or if you want to come on the podcast, we'd be happy for you to come on. Let's talk a little bit about it. Because as people who don't use it, we may be completely missing the boat. We may be missing something on this. So yeah, let's chat about it. And you know,
0: conversations are so important. It's one of the ways that we are able to reach out to our coworkers and let them know what's going on with us so that they can be better prepared to function with us on our teams. Right? We got to talk. We can't suffer in silence. That's something we covered on the podcast a long time ago, way back in the day. You got to talk to people. You got to reach out. You got to write a blog or you got to pull somebody aside. Go go for a walk and get some coffee, right? Uh, and recently on the Atlassian blog, there was a fantastic article about teamwork and mental illness, which, of course, you'll get a link to in the SoundCloud description. And it's a brave article by a member of the Atlassian team.
2: Brave is exactly the right word for this article. Um, this was written by Tyler Smith, and he speaks about um, his own experiences working while suffering from bipolar 2 disorder, anxiety, and seasonal affective disorder. Um, and he talks about being able to be in an in a environment, a work environment, where he can say, I need this today. Or with him being bipolar, he talks about he has phases of being incredibly energetic and productive when he's up, and he talks about what it's like when he's down when he's lethargic and can barely get out of bed um and so he's talked about how his team because because he's in an environment where he feels safe talking about this he and his team have reached an understanding where when he's up he can take on things that that maybe they need some help with i'm you know i'm I'm, i've got all this energy please let me help out and then when he's down other people are willing to take on tasks that maybe he can't finish um and that's that's really wonderful um I know not everybody's in a workplace environment that feels that safe, um, but even even in places where maybe the the overall culture might not be super accepting, there's there's always someone that you can talk to. And please talk to someone. I've got depression and seasonal affective disorder myself, and having moved out to the Seattle metro area where it is gray and cloudy most of the time, I have learned how badly I have seasonal affective disorder. Um, I've really been struggling with depression lately and having people on my team or within Adaptivist that I can talk to and feel comfortable going, I'm in not a great place today. Um, can you please sit in on a meeting for me? Um, I, I can't I can't people today. Please, can you people for me? Um I I cannot stress how valuable that is to me to know that if I'm really in a space where I just cannot take that call or do that meeting or write that document or whatever it is, it's like I just really need to turn the computer off and step away and go get some sunshine on the rare occasions we have it here. I take photographs to remind myself that the sun does come up. Someone on my team will have my back. And that, that makes dealing with something like this so much better because then I'm not beating myself up over, I've let this get in the way of work. I'm letting my team down. I'm a failure at everything, that sort of thing, which, which are thoughts that are present on a, unfortunately, fairly regular basis. And so knowing that without questioning, someone will say, let me, let me take this thing off your plate, um, is, is such a relief. And and it makes me a better employee and I, I can return the favor. So I have folks who can come to me and go, you know what? Work stress has gotten to me. I'm having a meltdown. And I say, here's, here's how you can deal with that. Here's, here's, I'll just listen. is the first step. I'm here for you. Um, what can I do to help? And, and typically just talking about things is the first step, you know? Um, but so I, I, try to reciprocate every chance I get. If someone comes to me and says, I'm having a problem or I don't know how to deal with this. I am absolutely here to listen. So just talking about heart and balance in this article, Tyler talked about, you know, they really value not having prejudices. They really value who you are and and what you bring to the table. And, and opening up, uh, Tyler writes, opening up to my immediate and extended team was a huge first step. That's very scary for everyone because you have to be very vulnerable to do that. Um, But he writes, you know, this this simple act of trusting them and being vulnerable with them had the effect of them trusting me more. This creates an incredible place for a sufferer, both to be understood and to have a platform for talking about it with others. And that's, I, I cannot speak highly enough of Tyler for writing this article in the first place, but for taking that first step, because it is so, so scary. So if anybody listening ever is dealing with anything along these lines, find someone to talk to. And, and hopefully it's a, a team in a workspace where you're comfortable talking about that. I'm not saying you have to tell everyone I've been diagnosed with these things. You don't have to do that, but find someone you trust. Find someone that you can say, Hey, can we go get a coffee? Or can we just hop into a, a Webex or a zoom meeting? And can we just talk for 10 minutes? I just need someone. I just need to know someone's there.
0: Well, Brenda, I'll, I would say that either Matthew or I would be happy to sit in on any of your meetings for you, but you do not want that. <laughs>
1: well I've I've reached out to Brenda before like hey let's just have a half hour let's just let's just hang out we just need some time for um, those of you who do go out and read the article one of the things that Tyler mentions is that one out of four people on average sort of um, deal with uh, some sort of mental illness my guess though is for I would guess the vast majority of you listening to this not because our podcast has a certain demographic but I think it's actually, it's just part of being human. I, I imagine that all of you listening to this, you're thinking about your own anxieties, your own stresses, uh, where you struggle to get through the day sometimes. And that's okay. Like That's, that's just part of this. Um, it's not actually one out of four who struggle. It's, it's all of us. Um, everybody struggles at some point. And I think um, one of the things that we uh, need to do is just accept each other's humanity. Just be okay with that. None of us are superheroes, and it's very easy for, especially those of us struggling with anxiety, to look at other people and go, "Oh, they've got it all together. They're they're just rocking and rolling, and there's no problems." Everybody inside, everybody's everybody's struggling, and because we're all struggling, um, we're inwardly focused, and we're not realizing where the people are. When we become vulnerable, when we share, um, it helps us work better together. So. Um, just to echo what what Brenda's is saying, I think we do better work when we work together. I think I think Atlassian has really found that as they evangelize teaming up, um, and the the best way we do that is when we share a little bit. You don't have to be Facebook friends necessarily. You don't necessarily have to use Workplace, but but you know you you can <laughs> let people know. Let people know when you're when you're struggling. You know, go out for lunch, go for a walk, uh, decompress a little bit, and and then we can get back to the you know, the stuff that we need to do to help people out.
0: And speaking of letting people know, if there's one group of people that you can always find willing to let you know what's up, it's an extrovert. And another uh, and another great article that we saw on the Atlassian blog was working with extroverts written by an actual extrovert. It pokes a little bit at a previous Atlassian blog that we've discussed on this podcast about working with introverts. Um, And now if you read it this perspective, it'll give you from the other side of the coin. So um, I think it's great because I am that guy. Now, if I were in one of our central locations, I'd be at the office all the time just looking for a reason not to do actual work and talk with people. But his suggestion here is fantastic. I love this. Make appointments to do those social things, but block them out far enough to get some actual work done. Guys, do you find this valuable for dealing with me?
2: <laughs> this, this is a great tip. Um, and and if i if you and I were in the same place, I would totally want this to be our dynamic because as an introvert, if you if you go if you come up to me and go, let's go get coffee right now, I may freak out a little bit inside. I may not let on, but I'm like, oh my God, I got so much stuff to do. What can I do? I can't say no. Um, I might be <laughs> freaking out about it. But then if you go, "Hey, it's eleven o'clock. Could we maybe go get coffee about two pm? I go, that's great. That gives me time to schedule. I can plan for it. I can make sure that my brain is in coffee break mode. Um, And the thing that I took away from that tip that as an introvert, I didn't realize was I don't want to cancel on that because you've been looking forward to it. And I would have had no idea. Um, Because if I just go, you know, okay, I'm kind of busy. Let's do it later. You might be feeling pretty let down by that. So I think that, that that's a good message for both extroverts and introverts because it, it, gave me insight into the extrovert mind, and it gives the extrovert a good, a good way to interact with introverted coworkers.
1: I have a question for you, Ryan, because I have, I have done something without telling you that I'm doing it, but I'm curious if it's been effective, where I will sometimes ask if you want to have a, an impromptu phone call, you want to just chat for a bit, let's, let's talk about this thing, let's have a little, uh, his, his sort of tip three here, Seeking Sounding Boards, I have totally scheduled it in advance for myself, but I didn't tell you I was scheduling it in advance. How does that work for you as an extrovert?
0: Works great because you know I will literally drop whatever sort of task I'm supposed to be doing to have a conversation that will invariably devolve into talking about food, comic books, or music. So it's like, yes, yes, I'll take that. Let's, Let's go do that right away. Uh, let me get some coffee.
2: <laughs> On oh, that tip as well, sparring partners. I'm not actually fighting with someone about something, but um, I, I have come to really value the sounding board. Um, I, I have a problem and I just need to talk through it. And if people come to me and say that it's entirely possible that I will, I'll just be nodding politely and not actually listening because I know that you're truly though, I know that you're looking for the sounding board and you're trying to just talk it through in your head and i can i can certainly be thinking about something else but i'm very good at the nodding and making it look like i'm listening
0: oh the the learn team has had has heard <laughs> me go on for a while sometimes where they're just like, no, really, but what are you getting at? And I'm like, just hold on a second. I'm not, I'm not there yet. We're on the train and we're like 15 miles from the station and I got a few minutes. So I'm gonna hit the cafe car. It's I have to get there sometimes. And and that is a tremendously appreciated thing.
1: One of the things that I was reading this week was uh, the difference between managers and developers and how they block out their time. And you know, for for me as a manager, I often think of my time in one hour segments. Meetings are often an hour long. I'm thinking about, here's an hour, and then I do an hour, and then I do an hour. But for somebody who's doing work, they need multiple hours. they got to get into the flow. they got to get into the work bit. And so beyond extrovert, introvert, I think it's also important to think about how we set up our day. Uh, when do we set up our meetings? How do we, uh, you know, as this article recommends, schedule those social moments? And when do we schedule them? Like scheduling them at a time so that you know it fits. Like one thing we do here in the Springfield office is every Wednesday... Uh, we all have lunch together, we play Dominion. And it's, it's a good opportunity to have that social time. But it's, we've got, you know, a four hour block before four hour block after we kind of can build it into the day. Sometimes I'll schedule calls at like 4pm. That way, it's like, it's a nice way to end the day. It's kind of chill, but we're not breaking up somebody's flow. For our listeners at home, what's Dominion? Uh, so Dominion is a card game. It's a deck building game, and uh, it's it's particularly nice for those of you who uh, want to play something with your coworkers uh, because the rules are very consistent. Um, so it's you know once you learn it, every game has very similar feel, and you can get into it quickly and get out of it quickly. Uh, but there's so many variations on it that it's a little bit different every week. Uh, so it's just something we we do on Wednesdays, and it's helping um, you know bring new people onto the team. As we get to spend some time together socially, we can be done in an hour so it fits into the lunch break. uh, And it gives us this touch point every week of we all get together and share a meal and spend some time.
0: So deck building sounds like to me the exact opposite
1: of Uno. Is that accurate? Ryan, I, I don't think that you have the breadth of game experience in which I can craft a suitable metaphor for you.
2: You're fired.
1: All right, everybody. <laughs> the third time this podcast. <laughs> That's it for
0: this edition of Adaptivist Live, the Alassian Ecosystem Podcast. If you're enjoying the podcast, please feel free to share wherever you might feel like. And if you'd like to get in touch with us, we, hey, reach out, right? We're here for you. Just call out our name at learn at adaptivist.com. You can find links to all the articles that we discussed today in the description of our SoundCloud posting. And so for Matthew Stubblefield and Brenda Burrell, I'm Ryan Spilkin, and we'll see you next time on Adaptivist Live. Speaking of opening possibilities, there's nothing like the clouds shining on you to to change your day. That is terrible. What the hell? I like how Normally
2: you're so smooth, Ryan There is
0: nothing (laughs) there
2: Not today You're going to have so much fun editing this one No,
0: I am not And I will fight you